Fantasy Relink arrives today in early access, and many have continued to ask if this game is a gotcha game or if the game is live service. Some might not even know what a gotcha game is. While the game does have roots in the mobile gaming world, it is a completely standalone RPG. And currently, we know very little about the microtransactions, as they have indicated that they will speak on them later. But we can say definitively if the game is a gotcha game or not, because of the way that the new characters will be arriving. But the way you unlock the characters could lead to opportunities for microtransactions and while they won't be as problematic as a gotcha game i have my own thoughts about where things could go i also want to make sure that we properly define what a gotcha game is to clear up why people may think this game might be one lately any game that comes out in this art style draws suspicion because of the popularity of genshin impact but that doesn't mean that every game will utilize gotcha mechanics i plan to dive into the game today and check it out maybe even try out co-op with my wife i also want to talk about how this this game seems to have ongoing plans for content while saying, hey, we are not a live service game, which is actually interesting because it seems people don't want to talk about being a live service game any longer as more and more players are saying they don't like them. So I put all the good information right here at the beginning of the video. That way you don't have to go looking for it. It's a longer video because it is a live stream, but I sort of open the video with a monologue. And if you like this kind of content, make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss out on my live shows. Is Grand Blue Fantasy Relink a gotcha game? Is it a live service game? Well, to put it quite simply, no, it's not a gotcha game, but it does have things in it that seem like it's leaning into a live service or an ongoing format, even though they have said this is not a live service game. So why would we make a video answering such simple questions if they've said it's not a live service game and if it is not a gotcha game? Well, it's the question that's getting asked more and more of games that resemble even slightly the art style of Genshin Impact. And Grand Blue Fantasy Relink hasn't said much about their microtransactions, so there is some potential things that could be implemented down the road that could be problematic or frustrating to the players. Because I included this game in a list of live service games the other day, and many pushed back and said, hey, it's not a live service game, right? And it isn't. There's nothing traditional live service about it, but it does seem to aim to support it with ongoing content additions, even in just the first and second month after the game comes out. Even though you can also play it offline, there does seem to be some sort of plan to support it ongoing. I continue to think that ongoing games are going to have to get creative about how they format and how they deliver content. So I think the idea of a live service game is actually going to evolve and change over time. So first I want to start by defining what a gotcha game is. I also want to examine why this is becoming a growing concern. And to be clear, we will show why, as it stands right now, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink is not a gotcha game. From what I can tell, the demo was very popular, and you can buy this game fairly confident that you will get a complete game at launch, and it looks to receive very strong review scores if the demo is any indication. Secondly, I want to look at reactions to the game. Everyone that played the demo seemed to really enjoy it. And it's kicking off with a very, very full February, and it gets to sort of jump the line. It's the first of February is basically when its official release date is, but you can jump in with early access, which is what I'm going to do. So if you're on the fence, you may want to wait. Not because the game might not be good, but with the monsoon of games coming, you're going to want to make sure that this game is your cup of tea. Try out that demo first. 
Lastly, I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm always a bit hesitant when a company won't outline the clear plan for microtransactions. That could be because they don't really plan to do much, or it could be because they don't want their plans to be heavily scrutinized. It sort of reminds me of Blue Protocol. Yes, that's an MMO, so it's very different, but the avoidance of direct answers to questions about microtransactions, well, it feels a little familiar. So up first, what is a gotcha game? I pulled this from Wikipedia, so if you're not sure, it's not spelled gotcha like haha I gotcha it's actually spelled if you look at the thumbnail or the description of this video it's spelled G-A-C-H-A gotcha and according to Wikipedia, it is a video game that implements the gotcha or toy vending machine mechanic. That's kind of where the origin is. Similar to loot boxes, gotcha games entice players to spend in-game currency to receive a random in-game item. Some in-game currency generally can be gained through gameplay, and some by purchasing it from the game publisher using real-world funds. Now, at first, it might seem like that's just a standard microtransaction loot box, right? You're just buying something, and you might get something good, and you might not. Not, but they commonly use other things like the near miss tactic and this is where they show you how close you came to a highly coveted item like a slot machine where you're going to pull it and then it looks like you almost won this tricks the player into trying again thinking "Ooh, I almost had it I almost won something really really good they also use pity mechanics and what this does is it guarantees really good drops after so many pulls this again creates sunk cost where the more you play the better your chances so even if you lose that loss is a gain because it's one step closer to a guaranteed good drop now will grand blue fantasy relink utilize any of these mechanics well for the characters no because they are actually added to the game for free but there's a slight catch you have to unlock the characters with the currency or an item that you get in the game so until the game's been out for a while we won't really necessarily know the earn rate there's also characters launching with the game in a pretty high quantity it's launching with 20 characters all 20 of those need to be unlocked aside from as i understand it you'll get one free unlock at launch and according to eurogamer the director of the game said the following let me just re-emphasize that relink won't be a live service game it is a fully realized complete package but They are planning on adding a new quest in March and then two new characters in April. So I get the pushback. You want to stress this is a complete package, okay? This isn't some live service game where you're going to get, you know, everything piecemeal. It also seems like they have some level of content ongoing. If you're adding content just one month later and then again at the two month mark, I think plenty of live service games can exist and be a complete package at launch and still add things ongoing, okay? I'm not saying this is a live service game. I'm saying I think we need to broaden our definition of live service game. There was another interview, might have been the same interview, where he essentially said it's not a live service game with respect to dailies and weeklies. So he was specifically pushing back against a certain type of game. He's like, our game is not like that, okay? It's a complete game at launch. He said there's no sort of punishment or, you know, you're not going to feel like you're missing out if you take a break from the game. Now, I do know there are certain types of live service games like that, but there have been games with ongoing content models that are complete at launch and don't do any of those things either, okay? Not the fearmonger, but a very easy tactic to drive microtransactions would be you could choke the earn rate of the items or the currency to unlock the characters. You could make the new characters really, really good. You could introduce a new currency or a new item that you have to get in order to unlock the new characters. These are all things that they 
could easily implement, right? Now, I'm not saying they're going to implement these things, right? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is they could, okay? After this, you could then sell that in-game currency, and you'd have lots of people with tons of sunk costs in the game. You've gotten a lot of value out of the game, right? I I don't think this is some giant potential controversy here. It's just something that I believe that they could certainly do. Whenever games like this come out, I think that's something that we need to be on guard for is, listen, there is the potential for controversial or bad microtransactions to be added in the future. How else are you supposed to subsidize just free content? They're just adding content or adding characters for free. There has to be some measure of revenue coming in for a game that's going to support itself like that ongoing. How else would they do it? I'm not really sure. Would the DLC cost money? Is there going to be cosmetics? I think cosmetics are one of the best ways to subsidize your content because they're completely you know, optional. If that's all they end up doing and then they just add free content or they add free characters, I actually have zero issue with that. Again, this is just something to be on the lookout for. So what are the reactions to this game? Well, for starters, the reaction to the demo was so positive, it actually put the game on my radar. I saw lots of people saying, listen, I'm jumping in day one. One. Now, this just shows the power of a demo or a game trial. I remember having a very similar experience with the Final Fantasy 16 demo. I wasn't sure if the game was going to be my cup of tea, and everyone was singing its praises, so I tried it out. It ended up being one of my favorite games last year. Now, I am still waiting on that performance mode patch, but it proves the point, right? Demos and game trials work. Another thing I'm seeing, which I think I'm definitely resonating with, is people are saying, it looks good, but this one's going to go in my backlog. One of the people who said this said that they would be busy with Tekken 8, Helldivers 2, and Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Not to mention that Kill the Justice League and Foam Stars also drop in the first week in February. Even if you're not interested in all or any of those games, it's a very, very full week the first week of February. And really, honestly, it's a full month in general. Now, I did see some of this feedback on Twitter as well as Reddit, and people said, it looks good, but it feels repetitive. Now, the post on Reddit went on to say, it feels more like a live service game than a traditional JRPG. Not everybody's going to agree with this, but the basis for what they were saying was, they were doing the exact same type of thing over and over again. They recounted two missions where there were some goblins and some hostages, and they said that it largely felt one-to-one, like nothing had really changed, and they said it sort of felt like those very throwaway things that you do in a live service game where you're like, gather flowers, okay, now gather rocks. I'm not saying that's in this game, but those are things that you're familiar with in games like that. Now, I personally don't have a problem when you have similar mission design. Their issue seemed to be the concern that it was very mission-based co-op style game, which is what made them think it felt like a live service game. Now, that understandably lines up with a lot of live service game design, right? You sort of play through the game, you grab a mission, you grab some buddies, you go do it, and then you keep doing that over and over again. Now, they've said that the main story will take about 20 hours, but it will take hundreds of hours for completionists. One person said that it was a gotcha spinoff, but it wasn't actually a gotcha game. They pointed to two other games and said there were two attempts at making paid gotcha console spinoffs, Azure Lane Crosswave and Seven Nights Time Wanderer, and both of them were terrible, according to this person. It's probably good to point out that certain models and approaches have failed 
in the West, right? Genshin Impact's popularity is certainly cause for concern that games are going to go further with their microtransactions. Obviously, Grand Blue's characters are free, but as I said, currency could become a point of friction. So, what do I think? Well, first I want to say this, as I've hinted many times today. The minute a developer won't give direct info or answers about microtransactions, I'm always curious as to why. Everybody's hating on Kill the Justice League, but you have zero doubts about how they are handling their microtransaction store and their post-launch content. It's crystal clear. You can hate that game or love that game, but at least they're letting us know. I've been told on Twitter that this game will have no microtransactions. I can't find proof of that anywhere. And the various editions that you can choose from on the PlayStation 5, listen to the following items that you get with the special edition, you get a false sword of the apocalypse, color pack two, color pack three, starter item pack, and grand blue fantasy special item set relink pack. Now, those all sound like items that could be sold in a microtransaction store. And the starter item pack comes with 50 glitter stones, 500 MSP, and 50 fortitude crystals. Those all sound like currencies that you could potentially buy from a store if you're not getting enough in the game since they call that a starter pack and that comes again with the special edition as far as i can tell from interviews quoted by eric's gaming you get an item from areas or missions and you use that to unlock characters but the answers and the info about this were vague and again as eric gaming pointed out to answer I'm sorry, Eric's Gaming pointed out to answer the question about the game is a gotcha. They didn't really have concrete details anywhere about the microtransactions. They also said in interviews that the game is a complete story, but that they will be adding endgame content later. I'm still curious how that's not a live service game. You're adding quests a month later, you're adding characters two months later, and then you have plans to add end game content later as well. Just because it doesn't have dailies or weeklies and can be played offline doesn't mean it is not checking some of the live service boxes. And Eric's Gaming points out, much like the microtransactions, the post-launch content will be discussed at a later date. So I have to say... The base game looks good. It looks fun. It looks like a solid co-op experience. I feel that folks will get their money's worth just from the base game. So I'm not trying to steer people away from buying the game. I bought it. I've got it installed. I'm going to do a gameplay stream of it to check it out myself. But I have an awful lot of questions about what they're going to do after the game's launched. Because saying it's not a live service game with respect to dailies and weeklies, that's not exactly saying it's not going to be an ongoing game. And the continued avoidance of talking about microtransactions is definitely a cause for some minor concern. Because the game looks as though it will score well. It'll review well with outlets as well as consumers. And if most people buy the game, get a complete playthrough of it, many are going to shrug off any ongoing content or microtransactions. They'll move on to other games. Not everybody sticks it out with the game when it starts adding content later. But oftentimes, these huge character roster games, they appeal to players who want all of the characters. Remember, it's launching with 20 characters and then two more getting added two months later. At the very least, people sometimes just want to get the latest characters or the newest ones, and that's where the surprises could come. Maybe the new characters require a different item or require more of them, and that's a grind most people might not want to do. Now, I'm not saying any of this to scare people away from the game. I'm going to get it, I'm going to play it, I'm going to check it out myself, but giving caution about what could be headed down the road, since the devs have been very tight-lipped about both the post-launch content as well as the microtransactions. But that's just what I think. What do you think? 
So let me give you my closing thoughts and conclusions on this one. Gotcha games or games with controversial microtransactions will likely become more common. With the popularity of mobile games and the line between traditional gaming and mobile gaming, it's starting to blur. I think we're bound to see more. So it makes sense that when games show up and they look a little bit like Grand Blue, you know, they look a little bit like Genshin Impact, everybody's going to suspect something else is going on. And currently, we don't have anything to concretely criticize, but the jury is out on the microtransactions as they haven't given us enough detail to know the second thing i want to say is live service games are such a stigmatized topic it makes sense why somebody would say no 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 no, we're not a live service game you'll notice that when the director said that he had a very specific type of game in mind one with dailies and weeklies and oh you're gonna feel like you're missing out if you're not playing he's like we don't do any of that but that doesn't mean that the game isn't set up for some level of ongoing content as well as ongoing player engagement, which is something I've been stressing a lot lately. Live service games or ongoing games need to pivot away from the player funnel model because that's where you get all the things of like, well, you got to keep the player funnel full and you need dailies and you need weeklies. There's this sort of, you got to have this fear of missing out, right? If not, how else are you going to get people to continue to play? Devs and publishers, I think I've been saying this, they need to focus on focus on content driven models and it seems like grand blue may be leaning in that direction they're going to be adding content but they're not going to be doing things to make you feel like you have to stay in the game or have to keep coming back every day and every week and i actually think that's good game design my conclusion is this the debate about live service games and gotcha games will be one that comes up quite a bit especially live service games because gamers are so opposed to them now devs and publishers are going to find unique ways to avoid the label no, 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 this isn't a live service game. No, we just we just plan to add content over time to entice players to come back just one month and two months after launch. We also have plans to add end game content. Like, that all sounds like a live service game. I think live service has become difficult to define because game development itself is changing. Single player games with massive worlds and content added for years have shown up like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Games like No Man's Sky has been doing seven plus years of free updates and now they do expeditions that are basically like seasons and all you have to do is buy the base game. Kill the Justice League is just going to be like, hey, we are a live service game and all of our post-launch playable content is free. So I don't think it's a stretch to look at a game with planned DLC, adding characters, adding endgame content, all of that's after the launch and thinking, well, this could at least be labeled an ongoing game. Even if the vanilla story and the experience is complete at launch, that doesn't stop the game from expanding or getting more content. Anything to get you to come back, right? Come back and spend money. It seems like more and more games are considering how can we get people to do that? How can we get somebody to come back months later and spend more money and more time in our game? But those are just my thoughts. Now it's time to hear your thoughts. So there you have it. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, it's not a gotcha game. It's got elements of what I consider to be like a live service ongoing game and yet they're like no it's not a live service game because it's a complete game at launch you can play it offline but I just think we need to be more flexible with what a live service game is because I think live service games could start to be I think better than they've been by adopting content models that aren't doing all of the FOMO fear of missing out or your dailies your weeklies like you gotta get people to log in you gotta get people to do stuff um yeah, I think that those are all great ways for games to evolve. And I, again, I'm not trying to like be controversial or clickbaity. I saw a lot of people asking this question. Um, 
is this a gotcha game? Is this a live service game? And I think people are, are right to be curious, especially when the developer won't answer direct questions about microtransactions. Like, what are you going to do? Do you have a store? Do, do you have what's, what's going to cost money? What's not going to cost money? Uh, as I said, the special edition comes with a starter pack, and the starter pack has a bunch of currency in it. So it's like, that sounds like stuff that you might be selling in a microtransaction store. OG Omar, what's good Omar? He says, glad you're covering this. I mentioned this game last week and you brought up the gotcha and I was confused because the demo didn't show anything like that. I just kept seeing uh, videos in my feed and I saw a few Reddit posts about the people feeling like it might be a gotcha game or a live service game. And I was like, okay, well, let me go do some research. And my research just ended up feeling like well, why, you know, why won't they answer any questions about the microtransactions? Like, why? oh, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. I, you know what I mean? Sounds like a plug to Hype Suicide Squad for removing the FOMO. No, not really. I referenced uh, Suicide Squad, No Man's Sky, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm just sort of making the point that there's a spectrum of game out there that is quote-unquote ongoing, and none of them fit a particular mold. Like, Assassin's Creed Valhalla didn't fall into a particular mold. No Man's Sky doesn't fall into a particular mold. Kill the Justice League is literally like, no, yeah, we're a live service game. They're literally telling you, and I feel like other games are going to start avoiding the term. I I think you're going to have a lot of games come out that are like, no, 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 we're not a live service game but we have content planned for the next two years. And it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> like, you know, how often is the content coming out? You know, every couple of months, you know, you come back and you play. And it's like, oh, so it's a game you're supporting with ongoing. Co- I don't know, dude, ongoing content. That seems a little strange. That sounds like a live service game to me. I, it doesn't have to be an online battle pass, destiny style, Fortnite style game to be given the type that like the label, if anything, I would want people to start saying the live service tropes that everybody hates. Just say, hey, it's great if you want to have your game ongoing, right? It's great if you want to have your game get more content down the road, but don't do any of this crap where I feel like I've got to log in every day or every week or every month or whatever. I just, I don't think that's the way forward. I don't think people can do that. There's nothing suspect about it at all. We got free content for Final Fantasy 16 and no one batted an eye. Well, but that's an established and, and proven franchise. This is a game that is being spun off of a mobile game. And we know that mobile games can get pretty controversial with their microtransactions. And we know there's lots of games that look like this that have lots of characters and then the microtransactions can get kind of scummy. This is very different. Like, I don't think if it was some proven franchise, I don't think we'd be having a conversation about it. Now, I need to thank Jordan Lanham. Han shot first, and so did you. You guys went so, so crazy last week. You were so generous. We hit 2,500 members, um, and then we learned that none of you like fighting games, so Fight Night turned into Fall Guys Night. We had an absolute blast. Hopefully you guys were there. Um... Community game night is probably always going to center around games like that. Something free, something that's everywhere, something that's lighthearted, whether it's Jackbox or Fall Guys or, or Fortnite or something. Human type person hits 24 months and gets a red badge. Welcome back. You're the VIP. I appreciate that. Um, so so uh, this week, 
uh, will be playing Justice League on Friday night with my wife. You're not going to want to miss that, but you are going to need to be a paying member. Um, there are going to be sometimes streams on Friday nights where Madam is here with me. She was with me Friday night. We just put a little emoji in front of her, and uh, it was kind of fun. It was kind of cute. But we we do want to reserve when she's on cam, and it's a little bit more personal that you know I'm letting you kind of see my family. That is going to be something that we reserve for paying members only. So if you're gifted, you can bump up. If you really thought Friday night was a blast, that's why we do that. We let you kind of sample the content before paying like we pay for your membership whether it's me or somebody over here and then you get to sample the discord the content and if you want to commit you can um i don't know what final fantasy dropping two dlc has to do with the game doing regular character drops yeah again it's very different yeah where's diaper i love the fact that he got nicknamed diaper (laughs) that was so fun dude friday night was a blast man madam madam really brings i think good commentary um Tend to forget that most people don't do research on games like we do. Uh, Sukuden 100, char- 100 plus characters day one. It doesn't matter if it's an established franchise. It does the same thing as those games. It can be the same. But it's not doing the same thing because it's a character game. Well, not a character game. It's a game where there's lots of characters. Like, the, the, game, the, the game literally launches with 20 characters. They're adding two more characters uh, like two months later. You don't think that's one of those... You don't, that doesn't trigger a single alarm in your brain to be like, well, how are they going to subsidize that? You're just going to add content? They, they're not just adding DLC, by the way. They're going to add a quest um, in March. They're adding two new characters in April, and they have plans to add endgame content. Okay? Th- that sounds to me like they have an ongoing content plan. Which immediately you have to ask the question, uh, how's that being paid for? You just giving content away for free? No, there's got to be some level of spending from the consumer. Right? There's got to be, there's got to be some level of spending from the consumer. How else are you going to subsidize all this stuff? What's the gameplay for this loop? People have described it as like a JRPG, um, kind of like a Monster Hunter, kind of like a you know co-op action RPG game. It's it's it kind of pulls from a, a lot of different types. It actually looks really fun. It does. It's definitely in the JRPG vein of big giant mon. Everybody's hitting it. Numbers are pouring out of it. You know, it kind of falls in that vein. So I'm not sure if my wife and I will enjoy it, but I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a crack at it tonight and see what we think. There's a difference between a one-off or two DLC and constant character packs and quests, says Mr. Anderson. Right. Sneaky Wolf with another gifted member. Thank you so much. And it goes to Gemini Jack. I appreciate that. When you guys get a gifted member, every 25, I give five. I give it a ton of members on Friday because you guys were so generous. Um, Hang on one second. I mean, we could flip it on another game. They're adding new characters every season, new quests, areas, missions, ETC. How do they plan to subsidize? They plan to subsidize with cosmetics. Grand Blue could be the exact same thing, but they haven't said. Like, the question gets asked of one game, and we get an answer. We get an answer. How are you doing that? How are you just giving away all the post-launch content for free? Oh, there'll be optional cosmetics all, all the time. Every time they do an update, there'll probably be a bunch of new optional cosmetics for you to buy. Okay. This game. I don't think it's going to be a gotcha game. But they've said, oh, we'll discuss microtransactions at a later date. 
why why can't you discuss them now why can't you just tell us what what are you going to do because people are like oh they're just going to sell color packs color packs that's it I, that that that's all you're going to sell now when you buy the special edition you get a bunch of currency that's you spending more money than another person and getting currency in the game. So it stands to reason they may end up having a microtransaction store where there is currency for you to buy. And in a game where there's an in-game item or currency that is used to unlock the free characters, you gotta start to put two and two together and think, I wonder if that's gonna be how they make their money. I'm not saying that's what they're doing. I'm just saying that's a possibility. They haven't answered any questions. I got guys doing full-on videos about this game, going to interviews, going to interviews in different languages and getting them translated, and no one can get a straight answer on the microtransactions. You know, if all they're selling are color packs and skins, just say that. There's nothing wrong with that. No one's going to bat an eye at that. That's so commonplace and pedestrian now like no one's gonna say oh my gosh they're selling skins in color like that's so common if that's your answer then you I feel like you would just say that wouldn't you or maybe they don't want to distract from the fact that maybe they were told by the marketing team just stress that it's a complete game complete game at launch just stress that don't talk about microtransactions don't talk about anything else maybe that's why they won't talk about it maybe it's just again they just really want to stress this is not a gotcha game this is not a live service game it's a complete game at launch three years and three days welcome back Matt thank you so much Matt where do you get that you get uh where did you see that you get currency? I went to the PlayStation store and I saw the different versions you could order and the version that's called the special edition comes with three different currency types. I don't know what you do with those currencies. I don't know. All the videos I went and found, nobody went, now maybe Fextra Life did. I didn't get a chance to watch Fextra Life's video. We had that in the beginning just so I could have some gameplay up. But, Eric's Gaming was like, there. Uh, there's an item in the game that you get that you unlock a character with. And it's like, okay, so you go to a new area to do that? Is Does it limit how often you can get that item? I don't know. It doesn't tell you. There's zero microtransactions in the game. You get extra characters by playing the game. Their problem solved. So are they going to charge for anything then? When they add DLC, when they add new characters, they're not going to charge for anything? When they add endgame content, like, are they going to charge for the DLC? I mean, that answers that question if they're like, well, no, we don't do a micro store. I mean, they literally said they're going to talk about microtransactions at a later date. Doesn't that mean there will be some? It's like, there's got to be some measure. They're selling, they got to sell something. Those currencies are farmable in the game. Playing original character is a hit or miss, but I will see. I don't even keep track of how long I've been here because uh, Lono stuck with me as long as the channel exists. I mean, I think sometimes if you just click the, the, the member the member thing, I wish it would show you how long you were subbed. That'd be cool too. Maybe they had content hoping it sells more copies. They said it wasn't a live service game. Well, when they said it wasn't a live service game, he said it's not a live service game with respect to dailies, weeklies, and like if you don't play, you're going to be missing out. But I think 
I think we wanted to maybe just start using the term ongoing game because they have plans for a quest a month after it launches, new characters two months after it launches, and they've indicated in interviews they want to add endgame content later as well. That all sounds like an ongoing game. That sounds like a live service game to me. There's nothing wrong with saying that. I'm not bashing it. I'm saying... Your game's complete at launch. Great, cool, awesome. That doesn't mean that it's ending. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was complete at launch. They added content to that game for years. They treated it like a live service ongoing game. I don't think there's like a rigid definition of like what a live service game is. I think people literally think live service is any game that's sort of like Destiny with a battle pass. And it's like, if it doesn't have that, you're like, well, that's not a live service game. It's like, I think there's a lot of different types of ongoing games that would fall underneath that category. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, No Man's Sky, they do expeditions which are basically like seasons, and they've done free updates for seven years, and you just have to buy the base game. That's a really unique model of an ongoing game. Yo, Zubair with 35 months in a VIP says, I got a thing too. Everybody's renewing their memberships as well as gifted memberships. I need to give you guys an incentive for this Friday night. I don't even know what we could do because it's going to be me and Madam playing uh, Justice League. Baldur's Gate 3 added endgame content even for free. <coughs> I got every character in the game offline without paying a dime. How did you do that? How did you get every character without paying a, without paying any money? Are you are you are you saying that, that all the characters are there, or did you already unlock all of them? That you, how long? Like, how long has early access even been open? Since like what midnight? It was like ten hours ago. We've had games that were offline. They had DLCs down the road. Right, but I think the the hesitancy to call it a live service game is because people think I'm saying something that I'm not. A gifted member from Patrick, thank you. If you have a game with an ongoing content model, how about another fight night? No, we won't. We won't be doing that ever again. <laughs> it didn't work. You get an item for farming quests, so you've already gotten the twenty. The, you need twenty of those, right? Because there's twenty characters. Well, no, you probably needed nineteen because I think they give you a free one at launch. So you've already gotten 19 of that item. You use that item to get any character you want. You pick the one that you want. So you were able to, in the matter of hours or days that this thing broke street date, you've already been able to do that. And I guess unless they change anything when they add the new characters, then that's not a concern if what you're saying is actually true. If you're, if you're accurately representing how you interacted with the game then there's no concern about that unless they introduce something completely different when the new characters show up. If they're like, well, there's a new currency or a new item that you got to go get and they slow it down or something. Are you suggesting that Destiny and AC Valhalla are similar in design structure? No, I didn't say anything to indicate that at all. Not once. I, if that's what you got, you're, you're, you're forcing that. <laughs> you are forcing that. Like I said that if you're going to create a game and then support it ongoing for years, I think it's fair to have a broad definition of live service games where we say 
Assassin's Creed Valhalla was essentially a live service game. They treated it like one, even though it was single player, offline, and it was a complete game at launch. No Man's Sky has been getting updates for seven years, and not only that, they do expeditions now, which are extremely similar to seasons in Diablo. Would anybody look at No Man's Sky and be like, but it's not a live service game? But uh, you don't have to spend a dime in that game. There's all kinds of different different ways of treating a game. DLC and patches aren't live service to me. That's totally fine, but when uh, the developers themselves with AC Valhalla basically indicated, like, th- there were numerous blogs and articles written about this to be like, this is basically, they're treating this like a live service game. You know, th- I think when someone's going to treat their game in that way, this is what I think has happened. Machiavelli was seven months. Warframe's best game with the amount of free DLCs and expansions you get. Yeah, that's another live service game as well. And thank you, Patrick Q, for gifting a member. I didn't I didn't shout that out loud enough. This is what I think's happened with the term live service game. I think we've established that we don't like it. And what we when we say that, we're thinking of a very particular type of game. We're like, any game that does this is bad. And when I'm like this game kind of feels like a live service game. People are like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not saying anything's bad. I'm saying that's an ongoing content model. The DLC that releases like once a year, okay, you can go back to a traditional model where you're just releasing DLC annually. But they were doing events in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They weren't just doing DLC and patches. They were doing like events in the game. That's very live service oriented. That's like the events that they did in New World, the events that they do in games like Destiny. What live service has become watered down as RPG? I think it'd be easier just to just say it's an ongoing game. It's an ongoing game. The point of the game is not buy it and then complete it and then that's the end of it it's like they're constantly doing things in the game itself they're like here's some characters here's some quests here's some end game content there's more siloed delivery like I'm imagining a game like Spider-Man right complete game at launch they launch it and then they don't do anything to it and then like a year later they're like here's a DLC I mean, I I don't think that you would say that's an ongoing game because there's so much time in between when they did it. But if you've got like rhythmic additions, every every couple of months they're adding stuff to the game or characters or they're doing events, eh, that's a little different. I feel like that's kind of like a more ongoing game. That's more like a, a it's more like a live service game. Not as not as a bad word. I think that it's okay to have different types of content delivery when everyone tends to have their own definition of live service it makes it difficult to discuss games in that way right and I think that's the problem is gaming as we know it is evolving so it gets really difficult like I had a guy get up my nose in my comments about multi-platform because I said that Helldivers 2 isn't really multi-platform like it's technically multi-platform but when we have said multi-platform for the last 10 years we have meant it's not exclusive to this console. It's a multi-plat. We've, whenever we've ever said multi-plat, like Jedi Survivor is a multi-plat. What we mean is it's going to land on multiple platforms as in more than two because the word multiple implies more than two, right? 
If I say he's been in multiple accidents and you're like, oh, wow, how many? And I'm like, oh, he's been in two. You'd be like, what? I'd say, oh, he's been in a couple of accidents. He's been in a few. We've always said multi-plat. That's always how we've understood it. Well, now we're in this weird world where I guess no Xbox title is an exclusive then because it's always a multi-plat. It always lands on Xbox and PC. Well, that just gets confusing. It's like, what are we saying? What if, if there's no more, if any game that lands on a console and PC is a quote-unquote multi-plat, that just gets super confusing because that means Helldivers 2 is a multi-plat, but so is Jedi Survivor. Now the term means nothing. It's like, well, it basically means as long as it's not a day one Nintendo or PlayStation exclusive, it's always a multi-plat then. I thought console exclusive always meant console plus PC. Right, we've had to come up with a new term. Now we say console exclusive. Console, yeah, console exclusive, yeah. Because we didn't have to use to say that. We used to just be like, exclusive's an exclusive and a multi-plat's a multi-plat. Yo, Ace Tech, thanks for upgrading to a membership. I appreciate that. According to the Game Awards, fixed bugs is considered ongoing, a la Cyberpunk. But that's not that's not true, though. Cyberpunk did more than fixed bugs. They literally added free content to the game. They added new missions. They added new systems. Come on. You gotta give credit where credit is due. And also, it was Phantom Liberty that won the... that essentially won the award for them, which was a basically completely rebuilt game in some respects. Like, I get that people didn't like Cyberpunk winning that game. I'm sorry, winning that award. But come on, they did more than just fix bugs. I gave Cyberpunk tons of grief for for long enough. They they redeemed themselves. They had a good redemption story, I thought. I, I could agree with somebody that's like, it doesn't deserve the ongoing award. Okay, fine. We can we can have that discussion. But don't be reductionist and be like, yep, all they did was patch bugs. They did a whole lot more than that. <laughs> they did a whole lot, whole lot more than that. Multi. Anytime you combine multi with something, we, we, we've gone to the dictionary now. The primary definition is many. The secondary definition is more than two. And then it could mean more than one, like multi-billion, okay? So that's the problem. When you add multi to something, a lot of the times it means more than two. You're saying multiple. You're not just saying like a couple. You're saying multiple. So again, I only bring up the multi-plat thing because it's like we we can't use terms anymore because there's always going to be some weirdo finger wagging person that's like no 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 you can't say that and it's like are you that are you that hard up for content like is that that's what you're going to do now like we're going to we're going to police video game terms like really like <laughs> video games are evolving so fast that the terms we used a couple of years ago now they feel different it's like well, no, th- yeah, that's a multi-plat, but not really a multi-plat. I mean, it's technically a multi-plat, but when we said multi-plat, traditionally what we meant was, you know, it wasn't exclusive to a console. And now it means, well, it lands on PlayStation and PC. So there's no longer any exclusives for Xbox. I mean, they have console exclusives, but not exclusives exclusives. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm, I'm saying all this 
to circle back to live service. It's like live service isn't really been defined. It's just a game that's supported with ongoing content. It's intended to have you continually engaging with the game. Now, the game doesn't necessarily have to dramatically change, but in some respects it does. In other respects, it's purely additive. You know, it's purely additive. It's like, well, AC Valhalla was was significantly additive, and then they had events, and they had significant DLC. And then there's like No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky was more than additive. They basically completely reinvented and rebuilt their game. They eventually... They basically built a sequel to No Man's Sky inside of No Man's Sky. And then we look at a game like this. They're like, no, 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 no. It's not a live service. There's no dailies. There's no weeklies. You're not going to be punished for not playing. And I'm like, yeah, but you're adding a quest a month in. You're adding two new characters two months in. You're adding endgame content. That That's an ongoing game. That's not a static one-and-done delivered game. You know, with DLC like a year later or something, it's like you're servicing the game in the months that it came out, right right after it comes out. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Like, that's not like an insult to be like, I don't know. That kind of feels like an ongoing game to me. You know? It's good you've been playing for three hours. Yeah, we're that's going to be our second stream today. I am going to be checking the game out and playing it. I think it's because service implies monetary transactions, so people don't count No Man's Sky as a live service. (laughs) Which is crazy to me, because No Man's Sky has expeditions that run on a schedule like Seasons in Diablo do. They've done free update after free update after free update. I mean, I don't know. We should create our new terms and start using them. I think we should just start say I think we should just start saying ongoing game. It's an ongoing game. That's not the same as just DLC. Okay, DLC is like, oh yeah, hey, a year later, um here's an example. Horizon Forbidden West added Burning Shores and we all know that's basically the end, right? That's it. It was like here's Horizon Forbidden West and then a while later, they added Burning Shores. God of War Ragnarok. And then a while later, they're like, here's this free update called Valhalla. That's not ongoing. That's more like traditional piecemeal or traditional content ad. But ongoing is, hey, our game is out. Cool. And in two months, this is happening. And in a month, this is happening. That's an ongoing game. That's fine to say that. That's setting an expectation, is it not? What kind of game is it? Well, it's it's a JRPG. You can play with other people. You can play offline. Got all these quests. And it has ongoing game content. Okay. There's nothing controversial about that. There's nothing scandalous. I prefer ongoing over live service. Uh, Eugene says, when did battle passes and microtransactions become a requirement to call a game live service? Yeah, or dailies and weeklies or FOMO, because it's like if you don't have that, well, you're not live service. It's like, okay. How about a PS5 for Demon Souls? So my purchase is still justified? We need a Bloodborne remake? I, I, why, are you, I don't, why are you bringing that up? What's that have to do with what we're talking about? Sequels or DLC as well. That's right. 
if a game is getting regular updates, heroes, missions, aimed at keeping player engagement, it's live service. That's what I'm saying, Paul. I'm like, <laughs> that, that doesn't feel controversial to say. The reason it's controversial is because live service has become a pejorative in the, uh, in the gaming world. People hear live service and they're like, oh, here we go. You know, it's going to be scummy. Oh, there's going to be a battle pass. Oh, there's going to be this. There's going to be that. They're, they're, they're going to force that or they're going to force this. Um, uh, Live services understood that it will be an evolutionary evolving experience. You're talking about console exclusives. Oh, 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 when we were talking about console exclusives. For sure, for sure. Someone needs to make a gaming dictionary. For sure, where's Webster's when you need them? (laughs) Yo, what's good, Hellfire? If the game get free content after launch... But after a while, it stopped. Is it still live service? Well, I mean, that would basically be a game that's no longer supported, right? Like, we would say, I I, I firmly believe that No Man's Sky is a live service game. They've done seven years of updates. They've got these expeditions that run. It's, It's a wonderful game, right? You can play that game, and it's always changing, always updating. There's kind of like always something happening. But let's imagine that in two years, they stop doing stuff with No Man's Sky. They just decide that we're no longer going to be doing anything with that game. They do like one final expedition and then that's it. Now, that doesn't like retroactively say, well, it was never a live service game. What you would say is, well, it's a live service game that's no longer getting support. It's no longer getting updates. I don't think that's going to happen with No Man's Sky anytime in the future, by the way. But like, you can certainly have a, a live service game or an ongoing game that just stops getting updates. Eight months from Games for Eternity says, I think the difference between live service and ongoing is that live service is always online while ongoing can be played offline. Here's the, here's the challenge with that, right? I think I actually agree with that distinction. But then I look at a game like... um. I, I look I look at a game like Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I'm like they treated it like a live service game and you can totally play it offline. They had events, they had free updates, they had an ongoing content model. They had they did all kinds of things within AC Valhalla. But I guess it's fine to call it ongoing. You're still being descriptive. It's like no, it was an ongoing game. It wasn't just a single player game. With DLC, it was ongoing. Maybe that's a distinction that's helpful to say live service is generally reserved for games that are, that are it's live, right? There's stuff inside the game that sort of requires online. Kill the Justice League will have an offline mode. I don't think so. I don't think you can play it offline. That's one of the selling points of Grand Blue Fantasy Relink is that you can play offline. You don't you don't have to be online to play with people. You can just play by yourself. 
So you can totally play it like a traditional RPG game, no online, no nothing. You can just play through the story. That's one of the that's one of the like, the the things people were celebrating. Sony's about to flood the market uh, with live service games. Solono is rallying for them. Is that what this is about? No. What do you mean Sony is about to market with live service? So I'm rallying for them. I'm saying that there are going to be more and more games. Like if you think, if you think Sony's the only one that's going to be doing this, by the way, before I was sort of like mislabeled as a Sony pony, I told people this a long time ago. If you go back to when we first started this channel, if you go all the way back, one of the first shows we did was about AC Valhalla and how I thought that the future was live service. I thought there's going to be more and more live service games coming because it just makes good sense that when you build like a really, really humongous game, you're going to want to, you're going to want to get a lot out of that. You're not just going to like, oh yeah, it's over. We're done. We just spent like, you know, five years building this massive game and right here, hang on, let me show you. It's, hang on, I got the wrong capture card. Okay, right here, you see Fist? Right here, where I'm circling, it says AC Valhalla versus Ghost of Tsushima is live service the new norm, all right? This was two years ago, all right? September the 8th of 2021, I'm sorry, it's actually, you know, a little more than two years ago. So your insinuation is not only like smarmy and insulting it's also unfounded that's back when i was still primarily on xbox i hadn't really done much to build my playstation library and i thought i'm telling you i think live service is going to become more common and one of the reasons that i think live service is going to become more common is because well look at what they did with ac valhalla and i argued i said assassin's creed valhalla is going to impact the market Because how many game companies spend five or six years working on a giant game? And then maybe they do a DLC. Maybe not. And then that's it. Now it's time to move on to the next project. Well, what have we learned in the last couple of years? What have we learned in the last couple of months? That AAA game budgets are insane. And what's a great way to recoup that? What's a great way to recoup that? Well, a great way to recoup that is an ongoing content model where the people that like the game and bought the game are going to want to put more money into it or more time into it. I, I've, I've not suddenly decided that this is going to start happening because of Sony, right? So your, your silence is, you know, betrays your cowardice. You want to make a, make a little jab like that. I, I'm going to, like, like White Trill saying, I'm going to pull the receipts. Like, you're being ridiculous. The constant insinuation that like that that I'm only defending this or like oh I'm pro live service because I because I'm a Sony pony or whatever it's so unfounded it's absolutely unfounded because back even before AC Valhalla was doing what it's doing I said I think you're going to see more live service games because game devs are trying to figure out how to make more money and that's a really easy way to do it they're not just going to keep cranking out really big budgets and like crossing their fingers like well. Hopefully we make enough money in the first two weeks or, you know, what the... Close down. Like, they're not going to keep doing that, especially when publishers are coming to them and saying, you know, what what are you going to do for ongoing? How are you going to make revenue beyond that first month? And they have to have answers to that. 
They added offline to kill the Justice League in the year delay, I thought. I, I mean, I could be wrong. It was my understanding that you could not play that game offline. Perhaps I'm incorrect. All I'm going to get now is the fact that they, they pulled everything offline because they pulled everything offline because they were the, the, the people got in with early access and then had completed the whole game or something like it was it was kind of crazy um so An offline story mode will be added post-launch in 2024, giving players the option to experience the main campaign without an internet connection. Oh, so that's... Okay, so it's not going to launch like that. However, an offline story mode will be added post-launch in 2024. Okay, thank you. There you go. Okay, so we were both right. It's not launching that way. You can't play it that way out of the box. Kill the Justice League is going to require... An internet connection. They're going to add an offline mode later. <clears throat> Suicide Squad is the quickest game to beat this year. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> they, people booted up and apparently had already beaten the game. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I've heard of live service games launching with thin content, but that's that's pretty thin. Guys, we're about an hour into the stream. Do me a favor and smash the like button. Let's get over 200 likes. Let's get the gifted members going. Let's hit that 25, then I'll give five. Let's get some more people in here. We will be playing Grand Blue Fantasy Relink gameplay today. That'll be our second stream. Um, So... Probably won't be uh, a later... Uh, Suicide Squad DOA. I mean, I've had a lot of people say they think it's going to be DOA. I actually think people are underestimating how games like this can garner audiences that aren't streamers and, you know, people on Twitter. I think there's going to be a lot of very, like, work-a-day people that are busy that just like a game like that. Like, I think it's going to be a fun throwaway game that's got cool characters and an ongoing model that I don't know. I think it has the potential to be very successful, not in our circles, but in like general gaming public circles. <clears throat> Narwaffle with 19 months. And it's a VIP he says 19 months. And Rob V says, come on, boys, let's get a single gifted going here. And he gifts a member and takes us to four. Thank you so much for doing that, Rob V. I hope it's good. I mean, I don't really care if people don't want to play it or don't like it, but being like, you know, it's uh it's gonna flop or it's gonna be DOA. I you know, I don't know. I think folks are, are really rushing that. They've got like twenty something months of content planned. I, I think people are getting a little ahead of themselves because they're 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 dissatisfied or unhappy or they don't wanna play it. It's like yeah, that's fine, you don't have to. That doesn't mean it's gonna be DOA and flop and fail. The issue is, if it's a post-launch thing, then it means it won't be on the disc. So don't think that will satisfy the preservist. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right, that's true. 
it, it won't be. You'll have to always you'll always have to plug in and get that download, and then you can play offline. That's actually a really good point. <laughs> you can play offline, but you are going to need an internet connection at at first. <laughs> uh, could be that it's coming in hot. We'll be interested to see how the game evolves. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole thing now with like, well, they didn't send out review codes or whatever. It's like, oh gosh. Yeah, it'd be a shame, you know, if a game didn't send review codes to certain outlets. I wonder who did that before. Like, I don't. Every game, for the most part. <laughs> I'm I'm not a huge fan of the idea of we've got to send codes so let's pick who gets the codes I think that you should just send them to everybody and just let the chips fall where they may Um, but I don't know I don't think there's an easy standard to have there because you're always going to have an executive in charge that says no don't if that outlet you know said this or that or the third we're not doing it you know it's you're just you're not going to convince corporate minded individuals executive level individuals to like hand out codes to people who you know were like yeah we got invited to the preview event and uh it was crappy right so you dog starfield for not sending codes right i'm referencing that like it's it's not the first time this sort of thing has happened i just think it makes more sense to send codes to everybody right like just do it who like let the chips fall where they may if you've got an official outlet that's been around for a really long time just send them a dadgum code like who the frick cares you know they curated who got codes for starfield and now they're trying to it's it, it the weird thing with justice league is it seems like even the codes that were sent out they're launch day codes that's not even a review code that's a launch day code. That means people can log in and play just like everybody else. You're just saving them the purchase. Like, I don't think anybody is owed a code. I just think it's simpler if you just send codes to everybody. Every press outlet, just send them a code. Like, who cares? Oh, they were they said negative stuff after the preview? Who the frick cares? Send them a code. You know? They, they, Spider-Man 2, we didn't see anything there. We saw guys on Xbox podcasts and like rah-rah Xbox guys getting codes of Spider-Man 2. Like, who cares? Just send them a code. What's the big deal? They're still going to get the game. <laughs> what are they going to be like? Yeah, we're not going to cover it now. <laughs> like, they're still going to get the game. As you said, too much money to leave review to choice. However, definitely red flag. If you're not confident, why should I? There's a lot of split opinions on that. I don't want to cannibalize tomorrow's show. We'll probably get into that tomorrow because tomorrow's going to be a kill the Justice League day. I, I saw people saying, well, it's totally normal for a live service game to do day of to do day day one codes instead of review codes. And I'm like, what? Like, I was like, okay, I guess. I just, you know, I, it makes it look like it just it makes it look like you're kind of worried you know people aren't going to be very nice and they're not that game's not going to score well who are you kidding i've continued to say it looks fun and i think it could be commercially successful with the general gaming public but i think the review outlets it's going to land in the 70s on metacritic and open critic 
pretty confident in that. It's going to land in the 70s. It's not going to score well. That doesn't mean you can't have fun with it. It doesn't mean I'm not going to like it. It just means that's where it's probably going to land. So, Division had open betas. Same with Destiny. That's not the same. Those were open betas that people could play and stream, and they were very limited. We're talking about review access. That's not the same. Review access is here's access to the game a week or two early so that you can review it and be ready on day one with the review. Yo, the spy who swags upgraded to VIP from Gifted. Thanks for doing that. Guys, we now have three tiers of membership. We have Gifted, Member, and VIP. It's basically five, six, ten. We need everybody at the six or higher. If you're on the five because you got a gifted and you're like I can't afford a membership that's totally fine very generous community here regularly gifting members I gift members every 25 I gift 5 back there have been days where I've gifted you know anywhere from 20 to 100 members so you guys can keep that going by either gifting and paying forward or upgrading or just be here hit the like button chat be a part of what we're doing and you're, you're more likely to get a gifted member, which we still, we got to hit 200 likes, guys. Take a second to make sure YouTube's not being squirrely with your likes. We should we should have hit 200 by now, and I think it's that, it's been doing that on our premieres too. Like it's, the like count's acting funky. Make sure it saved your like. I'd back the decision to not send future codes to outlets that push this weird narrative. Yo, Behemoth with the 20 bomb. He says, we don't need to slow walk this to 25. He walks in the room and gets us all the way to 24. And Matt upgrades to VIP. You love to see it. Thank you so much, Behemoth. If you guys just got gifted a member from Behemoth, be sure to say thank you. If you're like, hey, I can afford my own membership, be sure to upgrade to the $6 tier so you get into all the extra content. Like this Friday night, my wife and I will be playing Kill the Justice League, and uh, we'll have her on cam that is reserved for paying members only, so gifted you'll want to upgrade. We've did a ton of streams this month for everybody, and Behemoth walks it all the way to 25 on his own. He puts a cherry on top with a single. Thank you so much, Behemoth. I now owe you guys five. And I've been doing, uh, I've been doing my uh, members as soon as I owe them. Um, hang on a minute here. I'm supposed to be able to gift ten a month. Mine hasn't gotten turned on yet, so that'll be maybe next month. I don't know. There we go. Um. Hang on a minute. Okay. Why can't I spell this word? There we go. Thanks a lot, man, for the amazing content. Thank you, Behemoth. Lono in chat, I have arrived. What's good? How are you doing? Welcome on in, Blue Accent. And five from Quintar. He says, come on. He's tempting another 20 bomb. He sets it up to be 30 out of 50. That's Agents of Chaos. Thank you so much for doing that, Quintar. 
You're the man. Quintar and Mash and Behemoth. Some of you guys have been so generous lately with the gifted. It's crazy. We should do an incentive for Friday night. If Madam and I are going to play uh, Kill the Justice League, what would be a good incentive? What's something that you guys could make me do that night in particular that would be fun for uh, for, for for all the members? We got to think of something fun. You know, we hit 2,500, so we should set a goal for like 2,750. We just got to think of something funny. Yo, what's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. A good litmus test for gotcha games. Is it available in Belgium or Holland? Yeah, for those of you that are curious, we open the show by saying that no, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink is not a gotcha game. It does feel low-level live service, right? It feels... Um, we've come up with what I think is helpful delineation between it's more of an ongoing game than a live service game. Live service games tend to be more like driven by an online funnel and people playing and you staying online and this game can be played offline. They do have uh, ongoing content. Harley Quinn cosplay, obviously. You know what? I have a full bodysuit Deadpool outfit. Um, Maybe in the spirit of playing as the bad guy. I would have to play and wear that for Friday night. It's it's like I'm not kidding you. It's a freaking Deadpool onesie. You guys hit 2750 and I'll wear the Deadpool onesie this Friday night for the Kill the Justice League stream. Yo, what's good Skatenator? How are you? I'm not doing a Harley Quinn cosplay. I don't have enough time to throw that together. But I did. I was cleaning out my closet and getting rid of a bunch of t-shirts and I was like, "Look at that. A Deadpool onesie." <laughs> Lona with contacts. I actually don't own contacts. Yo, what's good kicking in with Timmy B? How are you? Have Madam paint your face to match your character? No, 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 no. Sounds good. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. You guys are currently in the 2400s. We slipped a teeny bit over the weekend. It's no big deal. Um, Deadpool is the good guy. That's right. That's right. If you guys can get to 2750 before Friday, I'll do Friday night in a Deadpool onesie. And that is, again, reserved for the $6 tier and above because Madam's going to be on cam. Yo, what's good, Ghost in the Garage Gaming? Good to see you, brother. And uh, thank you guys for 200 likes. I appreciate that so, so much. In about an hour, we're going to be jumping into Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. We've been kind of debating what, you know, what's a live service game, what's an ongoing game, you know, um, why is everybody so against these, uh, you know, calling anything live service? Um... Yeah, I'm not going to be talking about the layoffs. We talked about that on Friday. You know, um, Xbox and PlayStation Disc Media, uh, Disc Media Gamer Man. Yeah, I'm. I'm. We've already discussed that. I don't want to retread that topic. My guy Lono, let's get this week cracking. Let's do it, Timmy. Let's get it going, dude. Full week. We got Grand Blue Fantasy Relink today. We got Kill the Justice League. Then next week, we got Foam Stars and Helldivers 2. February's insane. I'm playing a game right now uh, for review that also comes out this month. Uh, That one's Banishers. That's coming out this month as well. I've been playing that. I think I've got about three hours in so far. And uh, yeah, a lot going on. Every time Harley says puddin', take a shot. I'm not trying to die. <laughs> I don't. Does she say puddin' a lot in this one? She might not. I don't know. We're not watching Batman the Animated Series, you know. Discord sometimes can't hear him. He probably didn't see it. He doesn't skip anyone on purpose. I'm not trying to skip you, Raven. What'd you say? 
What'd you say? We just had a big a big member push. Did you do a renewal or something, Raven? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, Behemoth might have shoved you saying hi or hey out of the chat. I was also having a back and forth with a couple of people, and once I do that, I get zeroed in. Sorry, Raven. That's my bad. Foam Stars drops on the 6th, I want to say. The 6th. Yeah, Tuesday next week. Batman Superman Hour was so cool. Yeah, probably a stay to play this week. We're, we're hearing a lot of rumors, a lot of smoke around that. Apparently Concord gameplay is coming. Um, yeah, so it wouldn't surprise me if um, we... I feel like what they're going to do is they're going to announce the state of play. I I think it's going to be on February the 1st, personally, because they're going to want... People are like, well, people already know about Foam Stars and people already know about Helldivers. They're not going to do that. And I'm like, I don't know. Doesn't it make sense to do a state of play right before those come out and reemphasize that they're about to come out? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not a marketing expert, but that just makes sense to me. You know, you haven't said anything this year, so you can say something and announce stuff but also be like hey and if you want games to play right now you know these games are a couple of days away um so uh okay yeah playstation plus members can play that one too you don't even have to buy that one because they're there they're, i think there are people on the fence with that one Data plays always on Thursday? Not always. It's either a Thursday or a Wednesday, traditionally. Like, when I looked up a bunch of them once, it's very, very commonly on a Thursday. But they also, they also like Wednesday. Um, they really like to do state of plays in, uh, in February. They have done a state of play in February, I believe, since 2020 or 2021 is when they started doing a state of play in February. And they've done one ever since. So... Uh, and there's no consistency as to when sometimes like one was February the 2nd and then another was like February the 23rd so they're kind of all over the place uh, with regard to uh, to the timing of when they do them I just it to me it just makes perfectly good sense to say hey you know these games are right around the corner let's let's get out you know let's get out in front of them um Kojima's teasing something. Yeah, I think he's going to be there from what we're hearing. He's going to be there with uh, with Death, uh, Death, 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 Death Stranding 2. NP, good to see you, Raven. Let me let me look at your channel activity. What'd you come in and say? You said morning, Lono, in chat, and then you said hi, all. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't see that. I mean, it's sometimes it's tough. When we're in the middle of a discussion, uh, sometimes I just don't see the greetings. The only consistency to schedule for State of Play is the inconsistency. Uh, they've actually been pretty consistently doing them in February. Like I said, you know, three or three or four years in a row. Uh, this would be the you know the fourth, maybe fifth year in a row that they've done it. Yo, Keithius with ten months and a VIP, welcome back. Um, the average Joe has no idea what's coming until official events. Yeah, like that's why I think you would do one before to talk about you know Foam Stars and Hell Divers too. That just again, it just kind of makes sense to my brain, but. I could be wrong. They might not want to do that. Again, they might be like, well, no, those are already coming. We've already marketed the heck out of them. So maybe they do, you know, a state of play and don't even mention those. Or maybe they do them after. I don't know. I think we get a state of play and a separate one for Final Fantasy VII uh, um, Rebirth. I don't think so. 
They do them around the same time every year. Yeah, there's some pretty predictable like beats of timing when they when they do them. It's not it's not that hard to predict um, a lot of the times. Yo, it's good Stone Spire. How are you? <clears throat> yeah, I I mean with 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 Grand Blue, I mean what we're going to be playing this today um are are you guys curious? I mean what do you think about how full February is? Do you think it's going to hurt some of these games with with respect to sales or saturation or attention? There's just so many there's so many games. You know, I, I, Power World struck at the right time. It's like January, there was not much. I mean, there was Prince of Persia, but it was like, it, you know, it was pretty open runway for them. And then February, man, games are stepping all over each other. It's going to be, this can be pretty wild. In two or three weeks, we get Helldivers 2 trailer on a Tuesday. I'm expecting another one tomorrow. <laughs> yes, yes, you guys think so? It's going to have an effect. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some big titles going on, you know. Oh, I, I kind of clean the office up. I actually I actually can do shelves there now. We were talking about doing some shelves. I clean the office out, and I've got the uh, the chair over there now. So I actually have that corner freed up. So I think all the people who wanted Grand Blue will just uh, get out of their system, and next month is fine. I mean, Grand Blue, um, it's grindy. Is it really? Is it a really grindy game? I heard that the main quest line will only take you about twenty hours. Just this week, you've got Grand Blue and Kill the Justice League. Like, I'll be honest, I'm probably gonna play more Justice League with my wife than Grand Blue. Now, I'm open to being wrong about that. You know, her and I may end up falling in love with it, but it just looks like one of those games where I'm like, I get it. This is quality game, but certain games just appeal to me more. Like, I I couldn't stop playing. Um, the Prince of Persia game. I couldn't stop. I was like, every night, I was like, oh, I'm going to do a little bit more. I'm going to clear a little bit more. I'm going to work a little bit more on the map. And I rolled credits on it over the weekend. I did a little tweet. I was like, I give this game a 9 nine out of 10, dude. <clears throat> That's not the whole game. Yeah, I mean, some games are going to have grindy aspects. I don't think that's necessarily a problem. I think you. I think it's okay to have some grind, you know. Channeling your inner weeb today. I don't really have an inner weeb. I've never really, I've never really vibed with, you know, uh, anime shows, movies, games. There's a couple that I've seen and enjoyed. You know, everybody in high school from my era watched Akira, uh, and then Princess Mononoke was really good. No, Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. I played that first day for six or something hours, and I forced myself to beat Prince of Persia. I knew if I would have kept playing Last of Us Remastered, I wouldn't have gone to Prince of Persia. I wouldn't have gone back. I will 100% finish Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. Like, I know that I'll make time for that, but I was like, dude, if I don't, if I don't, if I don't keep going right now, I'm that way with the game. You guys might not be that way, but I'm this way with the game. If I've got momentum especially when there's you know combat and mechanics and you're kind of chaining everything together 
you have this familiarity momentum with the game and if you put it down for too long and then you come back you're like what the frick was i doing where am i what i forget how to do that one thing oh that's right you can throw it's like it doesn't it doesn't hook as well because you kind of have lost your traction with it so i was like no i'm gonna keep going with Prince of Persia, because I was really enjoying it, and I wanted to finish it. I was like, I want to know what happens. It was actually a really, really cool ending to the story. It was really good. So, I was glad that I did that. Like, actually rolled credits on a game in January. My schedule's really limited. You know, I get a lot of grief for not playing enough games, and it's like, I'm married with two kids, man. I'm on those dad gamer hours, you know? Dads can relate. They know. It's like, can't be slamming in six hour play sessions all the time that was you know that was kind of a rarity the day i got to do that uh with the last of us i really enjoyed you guys you know supporting that and helping me do that it's like i almost never get to do that that was like a little vacation (laughs) you know my friend and i barely finished spider-man one and miles there are so many games it's about to be really february is about to be crazy i there's just too many there's too many there's probably going to be 10 games this month that I try and I'm like, oh, I really want to finish. And then I'm just going to be like, where's the time? You know, I'm hoping for like a March or an April to be a little bit thinner to maybe to maybe try to grab something from the backlog. But it's just it's really difficult when your play sessions are only one or two hours a night. It makes it really hard to move through games efficiently what well now you can move through them efficiently it's hard to do them quickly it's like I, yeah you got a 25 hour game and i can play it in one or two hour spurts that means it's going to take me anywhere from 12 to 20 play sessions to beat it and that means it's going to take me anywhere from half of a month to you know 20 days out of a month to beat one game you know a lot of games fall in the you know 20 to 25 hour mark and it's like, that's the best I can do right now, man. That's my schedule. One thing to keep in mind, Grand Blue plays very differently depending on the character you get. So I wouldn't dismiss it if you don't like the starting characters. Oh, I, did, did they not let you just like pick a from all of the characters? It's, there's only so many you can pick from at the beginning. I bought my Steam Deck almost entirely off of trying to squeeze in gaming amidst dad hours. Right? You gotta, like, just get a little... You gotta chisel away at everything, dude. <laughs> you gotta chisel away at every game. You heard Stalker 2 is dropping next month. What? I thought... Didn't they announce that they had to delay it? I thought it was supposed to be first quarter, and then they came out and said no. We, we There's been so many delays, I can't keep them all straight. I thought they came out and said no, it was delayed. To like later. Oh, September. Yeah, they delayed it to September. The final release date has been set for September the 5th. Did Lono miss the subs from Behemoth? No, that's why we're sitting at 30. He dropped that 20 bomb. He didn't drop another one, did he? No, 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 no. Yeah, he dropped that 20 bomb. And then he dropped a single. And then Quintar pushed us to 30. I was We were thinking maybe one of the big boys would drop a 20 bomb all the way to 50. We currently have an incentive for Friday night. Madam and I will be playing Kill the Justice League, and I will wear a Deadpool onesie if you guys can get us a 2750. So 
should be fun. You start with a male or female version of the main story characters. Okay, okay. All right. Well, we'll find out in about 45 minutes. Yeah, thank you guys in chat. September tw- September the 5th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, Stalker's not dropping um, next month. They wouldn't have announced a delay. If they were going to like surprise us with it, it wouldn't make any sense to announce a uh, to announce a delay. That would be odd, you know, unless they're really trying to like trick us and <laughs> that's it I don't think marketing is uh I don't think marketing plans center around tricking people, you know. Hey, let's trick everybody. Uh that would be kind of odd. Mm. I don't think it's going to review well. No, it's not going to review well. Um I'm getting DMs about that. Like, I why are you people? I don't. It, I didn't get her. I didn't get a review code for Kill the Justice League, and I'm glad I didn't get one, so I can be like, no, I bought it myself. You know, I'm not. I'm not trying to appease a dev. I upload my gameplay and just somewhere to store footage of me finishing them, but I'm starting to think I might as well stream it because it's quicker. Uh, as with my kids, time is limited. Yeah, I mean, even if no one's watching, it just streams it, and then you have a backlog of all your games, for sure. And then you don't have to upload anything. Like if you're just trying to, like, go back and watch your gameplay later, yeah, I think that's a pretty... That's not a bad, bad idea. What game are you playing later? I'm playing the game later that we're talking about, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Um... I... Everybody praised the demo so much, I was like, well, let's check that game out. It's little out of my wheelhouse and then as I was doing research about it I was like I can't get a straight answer on the microtransactions or the ongoing content model I don't know what's going on here and so I was like let's do a show about it you know um let's 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 walk through what they what they could do um cause I'm not trying to fear monger but We'll see. We'll see. I think they're probably just going to sell cosmetics. Because somebody this morning said he's they they've got the game and they already unlocked all the characters. Like it, the, apparently the grind to unlock the characters is not that much of a slog. So people love Shadow Drop so much. Let's fake announce a delay, right? <laughs> right. Um, I wonder. I wonder when there was those leaks about the Xbox developer direct and they said there was going to be like a surprise release date um, that, you know, a game was going to be like coming out like a week or two later. I wonder if they were sketching out that possibly being stalker because they were aiming at quarter one, right? Because Xbox is still was supposed to do a big, a big, uh, a big game at quality every quarter. And they don't have a they don't have a first party game for first quarter. I wonder if it was supposed to be Stalker. Like they were counting on like Stalker, then Hellblade, right? You got so, uh you got something in the summer and then you got, you know, Avowed and then you got Indiana Jones. That would be like every quarter cuz I feel like Indiana Jones is probably going to be fourth quarter holiday and then Avowed will be third quarter. I wonder if it was Stalker cuz they said last year, yeah, yeah, first quarter, first quarter and then that's probably what they slated the year to be and then 
the devs were like, we need a little bit more time. Year's been pretty good so far between uh, Enshrouded and Power World and smaller games. PC's been eating. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I, not even PC. I think everybody's eating, right? Like, Prince of Persia was great. Power World is being enjoyed, you know, on... Uh, have they updated that? Have they updated the most played games page to include Power World yet? I don't think they've... I still don't think they've done it. That's so... That is so freaking weird, dude. You know what's even weirder? Right now, when you go to Xbox's most played games page, it's supposed to be the top 50 games, and it's only 49. It's like Power World's there, but they're not showing it. And when I go to game previews, it's still not showing in game previews. What are they doing? That's so weird. Would you not be flexing that? That's just an odd... It's so odd really strange Steam still shows 1.5 million oh I forgot to check what was their peak over the weekend I thought they might take down CSGO over the weekend it wasn't in my um, it wasn't in my news feed so I'm assuming they didn't they didn't pull it off right I thought they might do it I thought they might hit a crazy number over the weekend and uh, no no they didn't pass their previous their previous peak was 2.1 on um Oh no, they did. They hit their they hit their newest peak did take place on Saturday, but that yeah. I thought they might do it. I really did. I felt like they had a lot of momentum going into the weekend. Uh That's still that's still crazy respectable. I mean, come on. They overtook CS:GO. I'm talking about the all-time concurrent number uh, PUBG is like what, like a 3.1 or something, or a 3.2 million. I honestly thought when they were hitting 2 million in the middle of the week, I thought the United States is only 20% of that. I thought that was going to like build and and help over the weekend, like word of mouth was going to spread. So, Power World hype's dying out. No, there's there's 1.4 million people playing right now in the last 24 hours. 1.7 million, like they're still hitting insane numbers. I just thought, oh, they're coming for the they're coming for the record, you know, because I thought there it's really popular in other regions of the world. 20 percent of the of the people playing are are uh, United States based, but I still thought that's still a good chunk of the player base. That's one fifth. So. If everybody all week long is talking about it in the United States, all the kids going to school and stuff, like on the weekend, they'll all jump in and play. Maybe if it was free to play. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't PUBG set their record as a paid game? Like, PUBG's free now, but when they hit the 3.1, it was a paid game, was it not? Some of us are done with Power World. I did 75 hours and finished everything. 75 hours already. Good Golly, that's a lot, Mash. That's a lot. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, I'm talking Steam though. I thought for sure, man. I thought for sure they were gonna uh, they were gonna overtake the record. You know, price points pretty good. You know, thirty bucks. Hmm. Imagine Power World outsells next Pokemon game. Uh, I don't know 
about that. The last Pokemon game sold 11 million copies in like three days. And has Power World hit nine yet? I thought they were going to hit 10 mil before the end of the month, but, you know, it may have slowed down. Have they hit nine million? They hit eight million, like what, like middle of last week? So I thought "Mm, they could probably do 10 million before the end of the month. That's still less than Pokemon did on its opening weekend. Um, So let's see here. They've been tweeting every time they hit the big, the big sales uh, milestones. And it did, they did a launch day sale underway until January the 25th. They should have done the sale over the weekend. Yeah. On the 24th, they said 8 million. So it's been five days since they said that. So if they've hit 9 million, they've decided not to, uh, they've decided not to. I don't think you would I don't think you would not say it. That'd be weird to not say it. Right? It's not outselling Pokemon. It certainly it certainly blew the doors off the year, but I tend to agree with you. I don't, I don't know if you can catch I don't know if you can catch Pokemon. That's just really really hard to do. You know, the fact the fact that they even got sort of within reach of what Pokemon did in its first three days. I mean, eight million, um, eight million in in six days is kind of crazy. The fact that they're even in the in the in the hemisphere is uh, is nuts. Microsoft is hiding Power World numbers from the FTC. What? Why would they do that? What purpose would that serve? I want to see them bring it to other platforms. My only reason for wanting Power World to come to PlayStation is so I could play it with my kiddos. You know, I've got two PlayStations and an Xbox. And so my son and I picked up Skywalker Saga again. Um, He fell out with it the last time we played, but he's like, no, let's play it. Let's play it. I'm like, okay. So we're playing it now. and We're trying to be pretty completionist. Um, we're running around trying to get all the stuff. My only question with Skywalker Saga is you'll be in like a central hub area and you'll see something that you can't interact with. And it's really good to tell you this. I actually really like this. Like the symbol will pop up and be like, you need a bounty hunter or you need to be one of like uh, an empire. Uh, uh, sorry, like a stormtrooper. It'll like show you. But there's so many of those. I'm. What do people do in that game? Because in the original Star Wars Lego game, you would like go back to like the individual movies and just rerun that level on free play, and then could get all the stuff. Skywalker Saga is so big. I'm just questioning like, who's gonna come back and find this? Like off the beaten path, like tucked away in a corner. It'll be like, oh, you need a bounty hunter. I'm thinking to myself, bro, I will never come back here. This, I'll never find this ever again. You know, unless do people just like replay the entire game on free play and then just go back to wandering, scouring, looking. Like, I don't know if people realize Skywalker Saga is an absolutely massive game. It's enormous. It's enormous. To me, I think it's great, but I'm also kind of like, 
I don't think I'll ever come back here, bro. This game is so huge. I just will I just will never do it. If we play through all nine movies, by the time we get through all nine, I, I think we'd be like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Because you got to unlock a lot of the characters, you know, to, to, I don't know at what point you have all character types unlocked and you can switch like on the fly. Um, as long as I think that you're not like in a brand new mission or something like that. Pokemon were multiplayer; it would sell 50 million copies. Um, I don't know. Probably. Well, I don't know. 50 might be a little high. Well, I don't know. It depends on how what the total is of the current game. I, sometimes I wonder about that though. Like, are certain games is part of their draw the fact that? They're only there. You mean the six movies, right? No, homie, Skywalker Saga. You can you, it's 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 nine movies. Episodes one through nine. They're all in Skywalker Saga. The the the, the latest the latest Lego Star Wars game is is it's called Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga and all nine movies are in there. It's freaking huge. It's a massive game. And you have... It's actually pretty involved. You have like skill trees for each of the types of... Like if you're a protocol droid or a Jedi, each of those have a skill tree. Each of them. Yes, six episodes. Homie, there's... Episodes 1 through 3 with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Then there's episodes 4, 5, and 6 with Luke and Yoda. And then there's 7, 8, and 9 with Rey. Oh, are you making a joke about 7, 8, and 9? I mean, who cares if the movies are bad? It's it's a video game. That's fun. Like, rolling around as BB-8 is fun. <laughs> I heard an interesting take that Hellblade 2 is going to be episodic because it's called Senua's Saga. No, it's a it's it's a play on the first game's title. There, I don't think. Who is saying that? Is somebody saying that in a in, a, in like a? Are they excited? Or are they trying to say that in a mean way? The first game is Senua's Sacrifice. The second game is Senua's Saga. I don't. That doesn't. I don't think people are tracking with the. I don't think people are tracking with how they're you know why they're naming it what they're naming it. We can agree the Skywalker Saga only has three movies. No, we're not going to debate that or agree or discuss. I just, um, King Thrash was saying that. Yeah, I mean, he's just, I just think he's, he might be, he might be seeing something that's not there because it's, I think they, my, my gut instinct is that they would plan to do a trilogy. Senua's Sacrifice, Senua's Saga, you know, Senua's Salvation or something. I think that they would plan to do a third game and and round out the story and keep with a similar naming. Hellblade is Microsoft's Order 1886. I think a lot of people that are preemptively being negative about Hellblade 2 didn't play Hellblade 1 and it shows. You just didn't play the first game, you know? It's short. It's going to be a shorter game. Yeah. So? 
The next one will be Senna with stocks. Yeah. <laughs> Senna with stock portfolio will be the third one. <laughs> That's good. Uh. All right. Well, before we go to gameplay, let me give you guys 30 minutes of gaming AMA. This is a great way for you to cash in on being a member. It's also a great time to gift more members. It's sort of the final 30 minutes of the show and chat switches to members only. And you guys can ask me about gaming topics sort of outside of what we were talking about today. Make sure you guys smash that like button. Let's get our get our like count up to 300. And we're 20 away from another milestone. I already gifted the five that I owe you guys for the first 25. And uh, second 25 will be a 50. And we have a goal this week of 2750 total members. You guys hit 2500 last week. You crushed it. Fight night didn't work out that well because you guys are... You guys, I guess, are not fans of fighting games, and that makes sense, because I'm not really either. Uh, So it turned into kind of a Fall Guys night. After Sneaky Wolf beat the tar out of me twice, I was like, okay, well, if there's nobody else that wants to beat me up, I'm not going to let this guy do it for (laughs) the rest of the night. So we went and played some Fall Guys. So, But this week, uh, this Friday night, I'll be playing Kill the Justice League with Madam, and I'll wear a Deadpool onesie if you guys can get to 2750. I did hear about the leaked lineup for State of Play, it sounds pretty believable. Um, I would like lengthy, uncut gameplay of Rise of the Ronin because I think that one looks kind of... Some of it looks good. Some of it looks kind of jank. I, it just doesn't look that smooth or polished as a game right now. Um, so I'm hoping for that. You know, Hearing that we might see Concord gameplay I think is exciting too. Um you know, everything else is pretty standard standard affair. You know, Death Stranding 2 finally shows up. You know, things like that. We forgot Tekken 8. Well, yeah, that. But I here's the problem. Here's what I think you would need. You need a game like Fall Guys or Jackbox or Fortnite where, like, everybody can just kind of install it and have some fun instead of being like, you know, oh... It's got you got to have this version of this game or this version of that game. I was like, oh well, Mortal Kombat's 11 on game. It was on Game Pass and PS Plus, so I thought we'd get a pretty good amount of people to do it, and it's fine. I I, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I thought you guys would want to beat me up. Ten bomb from Mash takes us to 40. Ten more people get to dive in right now. We're doing a gaming members only AMA. You can ask me about. Uh, you can ask me about gaming and, uh, let me, let me delete that. We don't, that. it's just messing up my source count. There we go. And welcome on in. If you got a gifted membership, you can also get into the members only discord and uh, a bunch of the Friday nights this month have been available to all member tiers, but this Friday night is going to be available for the $6 tier and above. We will restrict those Friday nights sometimes. What he was saying is it's called Saga, just like Halo Infinite, meaning ongoing Saga. By definition, means multiple of something. I don't think there's a reason to look into the name Senua's Saga. It's literally, Senua's Sacrifice is the theme of the first. Senua's Saga, this is going to be, I think, her sort of like coming into her own. And then I think the third game, like I said, you could name it something like Senua's Salvation. Like she's going to leave, she's going to leave that realm. Because the realm is like real, but also sort of a manifestation of her psychosis. And so I think, I think they'll, my hope would be they put her on some kind of a redemption arc. 
thoughts on the dragon's dogma 2 news so yeah we're hearing that it's gonna like target 30 fps which means i won't freaking play it like i (laughs) and then we're gonna have to hear from people about yep these consoles are just not strong enough like that that's not true plenty of games are hitting 60 fps it's it's a matter of priority from the developers it's not a reflection of how strong the ps5 or the xbox series x is i'm so tired of that narrative like all these games that spend time optimizing and giving us performance modes um (laughs) yeah and one save file what in the world's going on i don't know we'll see Uh, he's got some credibility because everything he said that Microsoft is doing, he said it years ago. Right. Okay. So here's the thing about that. I, I, people like to give flowers to thrash cause they're like, he said this, you know, a bunch of years ago or whatever. There were a ton of us saying that. So it's, he's not, he's not John the Baptist. Okay. <laughs> he's not like the one guy crazy coming out of the wilderness being like this is gonna happen there were a bunch of us saying that and on the topic of hellblade i'm telling you he's wrong they're not calling it senua's saga because they're gonna be episodic it's because it's the sequel and that's how they named the first one it's that simple like making business predictions about what microsoft is gonna do in the gaming space like Come on, man. As early as 2017, I was like, they're going to blur the line between PC and console and really start pushing that their footprint's larger than a plastic box. Like, I wasn't alone in that observation, and that was seven years ago. Like, come on. Like, a lot of us were looking at the market, and a lot of us were looking at the marketing from Microsoft and Xbox and made those predictions. Okay? He, he 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 didn't pull that out of a hat, and everybody called him crazy. Now, I'm sure plenty of people did. I was called crazy similar for similar reasons the last couple of years. There's no way they're going to do that. There's no way they're going to do that. It's like, okay. And then they do that. And everyone goes surprise Pikachu phase. I, I see no signs that we're going to be bust. They're going to be busting up Hellblade 2 into episodic deliveries. My, I uh, see my last question. Hang on. Uh, now that your seasons what's some things you now know you wish you knew before getting into streaming and live streaming um yeah i mean i think in general i would stay away from other creators <laughs> there are there's like four that are good people <laughs> and the rest of them you just like i don't know you could be really nice or you could be not and it's just it's really hard to tell um so yeah you know creatures always like i want to see you doing shows with other people Uh, you know people like to see you interacting with others and getting along with others and i'm like it just always gets immediately messy you know i like a lot of the people that are out there but i also know you know, with my history of the industry, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, we may turn around in a month and this person's like, I effing hate that Lono guy. And it's like, all right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just hard. 
I think we've interacted with some super dope, real genuine people recently, but it's like, there's so many people in the mix that are like in the middle. And I'm like, I don't know. He said, you also might play other people besides Senua. I mean, there's a guy that shows up that it looks like you might, but it looks like he's just going to be like helping you. I don't know. Um, Lone Wolf says, is anybody, oh no, Haseo says, does anyone else me think that this year's game of the year will be a tighter race? Yeah, that's a really good question, Haseo. I actually think, yeah, game of the year this year will be a lot tighter. I don't know um, if there's going to be like a clear front runner this year. Like, it was like, okay, it's Elden Ring. It was obvious. Right, I thought God of War Ragnarok had a chance, but it was like, yeah, it's probably going to Elden Ring. And then with Baldur's Gate 3, I think it was even clearer. It was like, no, nothing's coming close to this. This year, it's really hard to say who's going to walk away with it. It really is. It's I think it's anybody's. I think it's anybody's game. I don't know if there's a PlayStation first party game this year that's going to stand tall enough to get up there. I think PlayStation will have some games in the other categories, but like Rise of the Ronin, and that's not even their studio. They don't even own that studio. So that's an exclusive, but that's not like a PlayStation studio. I don't know if we're going to see a PlayStation studio up on the podium for Game of the Year. I think this might be one of the... How long haven't they? Haven't they had a game up there on the podium like tons of years in a row? This could be a year where it doesn't happen. Rebirth is also not a PlayStation Studio. I'm not saying that a PlayStation exclusive won't be up there. Rebirth certainly has a shot at being up on the podium and maybe even winning the whole dadgum thing. It probably could be the front runner, but I don't. Tlu two remaster. No, no, they didn't do enough to warrant a a game of the year nomination. I don't think you're going to see Tlu two remaster up there at all. I, I, it's great and I love it, but it's kind of like, no, come on, you don't put a, a remaster up. On, a game was out four years ago and it won game of the year previously. Like, no, I don't see Tlu two getting up there. As far, as far as as far as will a PlayStation studio get up there, they've got to have some surprise up their sleeve or I don't think it's going to happen. Stellar Blade is but is again is Stellar Blade uh, is that a play that's not a PlayStation studio yet. Didn't they swoop in to handle the publishing, but they don't own the studio. Silent Hill 2 Remaster Remake again I don't that's not that is that that studio is not owned by PlayStation is it I'm telling you I don't know if there's going to be a first a first party PlayStation studio up on the game of the year podium this year I don't think they've got a title that'll fit the bill what I don't think so again unless they've got some surprise up their sleeve where they're going to be like in the summer, they're like, hey, surprise, you know, Ghost of Tsushima 2 is coming out in October or something. Like, they've got to have a first party surprise up their sleeve. And I don't think that they're, I don't think that's a concern with PlayStation. They're going to be like, oh no, we're not going to be up on the game of the year podium this year. I don't think that's, I don't think that's something that they're concerned with. Concord? No. The game type alone, I don't think would, I think would keep it from being up there. 
I think it's way too early. Of all the games we know coming, MASH, I don't see a first-party PlayStation game getting up there. I we, we, we need some surprises. We need something, because th- their studios are dead quiet. Dead quiet. Like, other than Bend saying they're cooking they've gone really quiet like we don't know we don't know what anybody's doing we don't know timelines we don't know nothing we know that people are working on projects we know that you know a bunch of the studios have been hiring and that's about it I still think there's a big PlayStation Studio game in 2024 that hasn't been announced I mean maybe maybe if Concord is actually coming this year and you also have Helldivers 2 and Foam Stars. I don't know. I feel like this might be the year they say, no, clear the runway for the live service games. You know? Newbauer says, thanks for the amazing content. My boyfriend watches you every morning. Well, your boyfriend has great taste. You know? I appreciate that. That's very, that's very kind. I noticed that you're here talking and watching and not him. So, you know. He kind of sounds like a slacker, but. <laughs> They're keeping it to their chest until it's ready. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I don't know, man. They might mu- they might literally say, nope, this year we're not. They delayed stuff out of last year. They said that in that one internal report. There were PlayStation property. There were PlayStation studios that delayed their games out of last year. So who knows where those are going to land? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Haven't you always said that song? Hold everything back. Say nothing in general. For sure. That could be what their plan is. Lono, wrecker of marriages. That's right. Like, you know what? Yeah, he is a slacker. (laughs) He's like, everything was going great until that day Lono said that. (laughs) Uh you scold me for i'm not doing anything mom i'm just sitting here if they dropped the ps5 pro this year i'd be surprised if they also didn't have a playstation studio oh that's a really good point yeah jg from space makes a really good point all signs rumors and insider intel points to the ps5 pro coming this year if that's the case the assumption would be they're going to have a launch title for that, right? You'd have something that's harnessing the power. It's got maybe it's one of the studios that's been really quiet. Maybe that's why they've been quiet. You know, they don't want to say anything. It could be Ben's game. I don't know. They're the ones that have been tweeting recently saying they're, you know, they're the ones tweeting recently saying they're cooking. If first party is not ready, then skip a year. Don't release games that are not ready. Oh, I fully agree with that. I yeah, I don't want them just releasing stuff just to release stuff. You think Death Stranding 2 is a PS5 Pro drop? A lot of rumors that Sony has marketing exclusivity on GTA 6 and the launch for the PS5 Pro. That'll be crazy. As a lover of Returnal, how long did it take you to get good? I'm almost 10 hours in and feel like I'm on the struggle bus. Um... I could probably put together a tip video that would really, really help. Um, that would really, really help. It's on my account. Trust me, your videos are always in the liked folder. Well, I appreciate that. I like being in the liked folder. That's awesome. <laughs> um, 
there's some things you can do in Returnal that make your life easier. Number one, don't ADS. You, if you hit fire, it doesn't affect accuracy and it makes you more agile. If you can get accustomed to, to hip firing instead of ADSing, I ADS to do alt fire and I actually change the alt fire so that I don't do it by accident. Um, because like a full trigger pull, I switch it to the bumper because I'm an idiot. Like I'm just a frantic idiot when I play video games. So I have to like basically hold my own hand. Like, nope, can't be that. It's gotta be this. I'm a dumb dumb, and I'll pull the trigger all the way down. Um, another thing you can do, you need to constantly check your radar like you're in a Call of Duty match. You know when you're in a Call of Duty match and you're constantly pivoting your eyes to the radar in the corner? It'll save your life. You'll Numerous times, you'll be like, oh, somebody's coming up around this pillar. Oh, somebody's right there. Oh, somebody's coming up on my left. And it'll be the radar that does that for you. The other thing I would encourage you to do in Returnal is really marinate in Biome 1. If you can do Biome 1 and do all the blue doors, all the be- all the other beaten paths, number one, you'll get better because you're going to just get more accustomed to certain things that happen in the game. Um, number two, you're going to be stronger. The temptation sometimes is to just push the main road, the main track, and then you get to the boss and your gun is weak and your character's weak. You have to consider something. The more you play that game, the stronger the stuff is that you pick up. Like the guns have things on them that unlock the more you use them. Um, use the electro pylon driver. Did you have it yet? Yeah, do not ADS. You missed that part of the convo? Yeah, you don't want to aim down sight. There's no reason to. It it just shrinks the FOV and makes you less agile. You want to constantly use your iframes. Um, constantly use your iframes, and it's easier to do that when you're not ADS, when you're not aimed down sight. Another thing to do is don't just pick up and use a weapon simply because it's stronger. Certain weapons are just not worth using when you're new to the game stick with something that you know is like really doing the work for you whether it's a carbine or the hollow tide or the 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 driver the electro pylon driver is pretty good um so sometimes what you'll do is is you'll have like a really good carbine or a really good hollow seeker and a new weapon will drop and you'll see that higher number and you'll just pick it up and then you don't realize that you've just kind of hurt yourself because I've gone to bosses and I've gone to end of biomes before leaving behind stronger weapons because I'm like, well this this weapon I have I'm just better with. I'm more it's I'm more comfortable with it. So you have no idea what Grand Blue is? Well, we're going to play it here in about 10 minutes. We're going to play it here in about 10 minutes. I need to schedule the next stream. And uh, we're going to play it. I'm going to show this show this one off to you guys. Definitely one that's a little outside of my wheelhouse, but with all the games coming out, we figure, you know, a day a day one showcase uh, is is the right is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. 
get this stream set up and we'll do a little redirect to go to it we need 10 more members for 50 and then I'll gift another 5 and we do have an incentive for Friday night so thank you everybody who's been continuing to gift members uh, as well as those of you that keep your memberships going or some of you have upgraded we appreciate you guys doing that as well Uh, let's do that and we'll set this for noon I did and it made me miss it. You ever uh you ever do a damaging leech build? Yeah, I had a build once where I had the leech. Um I had the leech whereas like if you were shooting someone you got health. And I also got the when you're low health you heal and biome 3's boss couldn't kill me because his damage cycles were so far apart that even if he hit me, it would lower me and it would just, it would proc, it would proc the healing. So he basically, it basically made me like low-key invincible. It's like his damage cycles were, they were too, they were too separate. So it was like, he couldn't, he couldn't get me. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, you want to get one of the astronauts yeah, I'll be honest with you. If you're 10 hours in and you're still kind of struggling, I actually think that's how it's supposed to be. I don't think you're supposed to be 10 hours into um, into Returnal and just wrecking and flying through. I think you've just got to get your footing. You got to get the weapons that you're the weapons that you like, what you're accustomed to, the items that you're accustomed to. You need to get good at clearing biome one so that you're strong. Uh, so that you can buy items and have stronger items. Um, so the 10 hours in and you're still kind of struggling, I don't think that's necessarily a cause for alarm. It's a tough game. Like, people give me grief about, like, you're not good at games or you don't play games or whatever, but it's like, sometimes, you know, I think people forget that, like, you watch me play Returnal and, like, I did that one where, like, the first time I got to, after I beat Biome 3's boss... I basically just ran to the end of the game. Now, I had a great build, but I'm, you know, I'm also a decent player. Like, I, you know, I know what I'm doing. Like, that, it's, it's, it's a, it's a hard game. I remember playing through Sekiro and people were like, this boss took me 10 hours and I would beat the boss in 45 minutes. And I'm like, okay. I just, I think sometimes people forget that they are like, I am not a pro player. I will never be known for gameplay. But I'm still in the in the category of like in most of those games I'm gonna land in the above average category. Like I'm gonna be able to to beat a boss or push past something. If you know, imagine trying to stream yourself playing through Sekiro or Elden Ring for the first time or Returnal. Like, imagine trying to do that. It, it's it adds it adds even more pressure because like you have a you have a live you have a live audience. So, you know. Don't uh, don't let streamers jade you into thinking that like you're somehow really bad. I think the average streamer is usually, you know, especially if they're if they're able to beat games in front of an audience, you're generally going to have a slightly elevated skill spectrum than you know than others. <clears throat> Any good rogue punches you in the teeth many times before you become a master. Dead cells and Hades were tough. 
until you saw through the matrix yeah yeah well i went back to returnal because the issue i had with returnal was biome 3 was just crazy like i would get to biome 3 and i was getting two tapped by an astronaut and i'm like where'd all my health go you know it just felt really really overtuned well when they did that rebalancing pass on it i went back and it was like a completely different experience like i was exhausting biome one and two and i'd be i'd be pretty stacked and i'd go to biome three i just get i would just get shredded i'm like i don't it just felt really imbalanced because it was like when the, you know the devs clearly saw that something something wasn't right something was overtuned generally i think it was just the damage output of a, of a of a couple of the enemies i think they just felt like the damage output was a little too high they were you know you got you got nicked and it was like oh my oh my word you know i'm on death's door and i'm on death's doorstep so once you got past biome 3 biome 4 4 5 and 6 um are they are very they're 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 tough in their own way but it is it's very different you got stuck on you'd be stuck on getting a chiro for two to three hours for sure the rest for the wicked from ori devs looks like an insane game not sure if it's a rogue no uh, i believe they described it as an arpg it's an action role-playing game top down it looks really good all right, give me one second. We're going to switch to gameplay, but I need to run upstairs really quickly and stretch my legs and use the restroom. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Appreciate you guys uh, supporting the channel. And uh, make sure you smash that like button. We are close to 300 likes. This is definitely a game and a topic well out of my wheelhouse. Tomorrow's going to be all dedicated to Justice League. I'm sure it'll be spicy, uh, and we'll get into that gameplay as well. Ten more members to hit 50, and I'll get five more, and I'll be right back.
Loomis is what something you hope to see in Grand Blue? Um, I'm hoping that I like the combat. A lot of the times in games like this, when you're, it's got like the almost like the hyperactive combat, um, where you're you're slicing an enemy like 85 times to do, you know, like what feels like a teeny bit of damage. I don't know. Like I, I've always looked at that gameplay and found it. I just, I don't like it. It was why I didn't think I was going to like Final Fantasy 16, and then I ended up liking it. So we'll see. I think that's my only thought is the art style is cool. I think the characters are cool. Uh, the attacks and the and, and the stuff that you can do looks awesome. You know, the enemies look pretty dope. It's just, you know, <clears throat> that style of combat can kind of turn me off sometimes. Um, there's... I think there's different approaches to um to to that like I don't know I'm gonna put it on action which is in the middle yeah that's fine did you see this Yeah, I've seen the thing about them logging it. People like logged in, whatever. Um, I'm just trying to get the game opened up here. Why can't I pause it? Okay. Paused it. Okay. Uh, let's come here. Cap card two. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to provide you guys with a link. The state of play got announced. Did they seriously announce it? State of play confirmed. State of play is trending. This Wednesday, Wednesday the 31st, I thought they were going to do it on the 1st. They're going to do it. 40 minutes, 15 games, including... Stellar Blade, Rise of the Rowan, plus more from the talented developers from uh, developers around the world.
5 p.m. Eastern. PSVR 2 stuff confirmed. Oh, they have a blog post about it. Yeah, yeah. It says, we'll give you a look at other titles coming to PS5, PSVR 2, and 2024 and beyond. Yep. All right. Well, booked Wednesday. Okay. Well, I got my tweet out. That's all I can do right now, though. What day? Wednesday. Wednesday the 31st. I thought they were going to do it February the 1st, but they're doing it Wednesday. That's a that's it's a little unusual. It's a little unusual. They've done state of play in February for like the last 4 years, so they're deviating. I mean, it's by one day, but still still Okay. All right, let me spam the link in chat again of uh of where we're going. All right. Guys, try uh, try to support gameplay when we do it, even if you only hang out for 30 minutes or so. I know it's not the talk show, uh, but we don't get to do a lot of gameplay here, and the last couple times we've done gameplay, so um, last couple times we've done gameplay, you guys have really, really brought the support, and I really appreciate it. So let me stop my... Well, I'll do that in a second. Thanks so much for checking out this video. This will be some Grand Blue Fantasy Relink gameplay. These games are usually a little bit outside of my wheelhouse, so if you're the same and you're kind of curious about this game, you can check out my gameplay. There's also a demo if you want to check that out if you're kind of on the fence. This game kind of took the world by storm with the demo. People really, really liked it, and it had a lot of high praise, so I put it on my radar. So we'll be checking it out. We did a video already today discussing whether or not it's a gotcha game or live service. It has no gotcha mechanics in it, and as far as we can tell, they have plans for ongoing content, but you can play it offline. So it's more of a potentially like ongoing game, not necessarily a traditional live service game because there is future characters and content planned. So I'm going to end that previous stream. I'm going to redirect everybody over here. And I am going to keep the daily goal uh, in frame.